our cancer journey. Hey, OCGA Tribe friends. On today's podcast, we have Kathleen Ross Ali, our friend and certified oncology yoga therapist expert. In this first installment of a two-episode interview, Kathleen is going to share insights about how recovery yoga can help with your cancer treatments, how to find and access certified oncology yoga therapist, and she'll share some engaging and funny stories too. So check out this clip from the show. When you walk into a classroom and you're on time, you're early, you are observing what the teacher is doing, which is, are they doing an intake? Are they checking in with everybody? Are they walking around the room asking questions? Are they interested in who you are? I mean, look at all of their physicality in the room. Now they don't need to be perfectly friendly, so to speak, but if they're not listening and observing and asking questions and doing verbal intakes with people, then they're just teaching a class. The Our Cancer Journey podcast is a place for those impacted by cancer, their caregivers, and their loved ones. Together, we explore ways that we can optimize our lives through the experiences of diagnosis and treatments and beyond into the future of survivorship. And now your host, Bruce Watkins. Greetings, everyone. I am Bruce Watkins, your intrepid host of the Our Cancer Journey podcast. This is the show where together we will explore ways to help you feel better, live happier, expand your self-empowerment, and enhance your life experience. It's wonderful that you joined our program today because my guest Kathleen Ross Ali is a committed therapist and a well-known educator in the collaborative yoga therapy world. She's currently the Managing Director of Instruction at Loyola Marymount University's Yoga Therapy Program, which happens to be the first accredited university program of its kind in the United States. She's also a certified yoga therapist and clinical health educator for Thrive Yoga Therapy at Kaiser Permanente. In this position, she helps a variety of patients with different illnesses and health issues. She participated in developing and enhancing integrative yoga therapy programs and exercise programs at world-leading hospitals, such as Cedars-Sinai in Los Angeles and others. And she continues to teach yoga therapy and speak at patient support centers, schools, and conferences throughout the country. For more than 20 years, Kathleen has shared her unique perspectives and approaches to teaching with private students, therapy groups, and institutions, all with the commitment to make yoga and fitness safe, enjoyable, and accessible to all. Well, that was a mouthful, but she has a lot more accolades and certifications, and we can cover that at some other point, but I wanted to give you a little bit of an understanding of the gravitas of Kathleen, and yet when you hear our expansive conversation that's sometimes pretty unbridled, you'll get a completely different sense of this woman. She's grounded, passionate about her work, and she can also be pretty darn funny too. So in this show, we're going to discuss concepts of restorative yoga and how it differs from other types of yoga you may have heard about. We'll also talk about the depth of training required to become a certified yoga oncology therapist and how these very specially trained individuals integrate with Western medical doctors to enhance our overall recovery solutions. That's you and me, patients, right? So we're going to talk about some advice for attending your first yoga class and ways that you can access these beneficial practices either in hospitals or on your own as a cancer patient. So let's cue up part one of the interview, get some good takeaways from this, and maybe fasten your seatbelt too, because it gets a little rollicking at times. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, Kathleen. Welcome to the show, and I'm going to start asking you questions, all right? All right. Good, because I've got the tape rolling now. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I think I better get this disclaimer out of the way right on front of the show. Kathleen and I know each other. We have talked about oncology yoga for some time. And in fact, I have been one of Kathleen's students. Well, you're one of my students that pops in and out too. It's like, I'm taking for a while. Oh, I'm going to go travel the world now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No more commercials about my inability to settle down. Okay. Now we're going to be talking about a lot of things on this program, Kathleen, but for our listeners' benefit, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get started into yoga? Oh boy. How long is the show? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. My background is that I was an actress in my younger days younger days. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I would say something like that. (laughs) I traveled the world. And when I decided I need to actually make a living, (laughs) I became a fitness trainer. (laughs) And from a fitness trainer, I needed to find balance and moved into the world of yoga. That's that's the short version. But if you have a a cup of coffee handy, (laughs) I can sit and talk to you more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one time you told me that you're workout business, your clientele base, whatever you call that, was growing. It was solid. You were doing very well, but you sustained an injury and that kind of changed the course of your life. Well, I I guess I was already in my fitness practice and business and I had overtrained and I was in a lot of discomfort. And I was sharing that with a friend of mine who talked me into going to my very first yoga class. I took it because I was doing it for myself And yet after the first mm, five classes, I decided, oh, this is something I can teach my clients. And so uh, I burned myself out again because I was trying to teach something that I didn't already know completely and then decided that if I was going to take myself seriously, that I would have to do a teacher training so that I would not try to share it too quickly because you cannot teach something unless you have incorporated it into your own life. That's kind of the basics of how it all began. And that was probably back 20 years ago. Okay. Well, how did you stumble upon the fact that this oncology yoga thing was even a thing? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's something that not very many people, I certainly never heard of it. So how did you get pulled into that world? It was really an interesting, circuitous way. Um, One of my friends was a yoga instructor at a major studio in Los Angeles, And she was working with an actress at the time. And this actress had a mother who had cancer. She reached out to my friend and said, do you know anybody who could work with my mother? And I was already a yoga therapist. So she recommended me and I worked with this woman in her home. And she said, you know, you should teach this to all people. And I said, well, a lot of people can't afford to have me privately in their home. And she said, I'm going to talk to my oncology nutritionist. I'm going to tell her about you and you need to create courses. And the oncology nutritionist happened to be at Tower Hematology. And that's how it began. Well, I owe that woman a thanks because that's where I met you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Isn't that wild? It's a true story. It was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. I'd like to talk a little bit about yoga training. Because it sounds like there's yoga and then there's this specialty type of training for certified yoga trainers. I imagine there's a lot to it. Yoga is a very vast space. Can you tell me a little bit about the kind of training that goes into people that specialize in oncology therapy? Well, trainings for cancer and yoga are individualized. They are unique and they are 
fairly current. When you start to train for yoga therapy or yoga teacher training, it's a broad scope that you're learning about. Then it starts to focus. There are a few specifically designed programs that are yoga modules within programs, which I actually believe is a more integrative approach because when you're working with someone who has a cancer diagnosis, they don't just have cancer. They're still a whole human being. We still have to have the broad scope of a whole human being in front of us who has been diagnosed with cancer. Kathleen, that's really great to hear because, you know, here at the Art Cancer Journey podcast, we really do believe in looking at the person as a whole person and not just modern medicine or sometimes ourselves looking at just the disease. You know, this is the only thing going on. We're still alive. We're going on. So that's great that your training takes all that into account and that there's a certification that we can actually ask for that the person may have gotten training to help them understand that practice. So that's the aim of a trained yoga oncology trainer. We're not going after the cancer. We are supporting the person who has cancer. So understanding about the origins of their cancer, the types of treatments, everything that they're going through, we want to have that understanding so that we can support them fully as a human being. It would be like, I'm going to train to work with arthritis, but then I'm not going to help them with their back problem. You have to have a broad scope, then a focus of a module on cancer. And that's what my journey's been. I really like that point, Kathleen, where you're really training the person on a broad area of healthy practices, yoga, and then you zero in on cancer. So the person has all of those tools to help you with. That's great. You know, before we move on, for our audience, they probably have heard of a couple different types of yoga. They may have been like me where they went out and explored and tested out a few. Why don't you kind of really quickly, really high level, go through a couple of different kinds of yoga styles of yoga that they may have heard of, and then we'll dive a little bit more into the restorative kind of yoga. Oh, yes. That's part of it. Uh, When you first start out, it starts with a 200-hour teacher training, and that's a certification that gets registered with a company called Yoga Alliance and just registers teachers. Each of these schools submit their program to this registry just to make sure a specific number of guidelines have been met. But each training is so different. So the one that most people hear about is a vinyasa flow, like flow yoga, pose to pose to pose to pose. Or they've really heard about Bikram lately because of all the movies. There's specific number of poses only. The room is heated. And right there, I'll tell you that that is exactly the antithesis of what a cancer patient would need right now is to be in a heated room because of inflammation, because what you're trying to do is calm and cool the nervous system. You know, Kathleen, that makes a lot of sense because when we're in recovery, our bodies are in this really delicate state. We need to move, but if we push it too far, we could take steps backwards. So it's very interesting that you say that. Are there any other types of yoga or is this where recovery yoga comes in? Restorative has a great umbrella. There are different types of restorative yoga. There's gentle yoga, there's yin yoga, and there's nothing wrong with any of the yogas. But as a cancer patient, you have to make sure that you're taking something that is going to support you and not harm you. And there's also a type of yoga I think people have heard of called Iyengar yoga. And that's very specific, structured. That's where you'll see people hanging upside down with belts and there's bolsters under them. 
but not everybody likes that. And I don't like using straps with yoga patients because I feel like they've already been tied down in hospitals and everything. So I try to have more free flow so they can reacquaint themselves with their bodies in a safe way. Boy, that makes a lot of sense because I remember when I was in my yoga recovery program, there were different yoga teachers coming through. And then I went to another place outside of the hospital program and somebody brought in the bolsters and the straps and were having us do some pretty aggressive moves. And I was uncomfortable. And so were some of the other people in the cancer club with me. You know, they were going like, man, this is a little too much for me. So that makes a lot of sense. Now let's talk about certifications because I'm very interested if we wanted to find a certified trained teacher that's been through the appropriate training for people like us, what is the name of those certifications and what should we be looking for? If you're talking about the level we're talking about, which is working with the, with the cancer community, it would be a yoga therapist, just plain and simple. And my preference would be, and actually a great resource would be the International Association of Yoga Therapists. You know, I want to clarify something just for a moment. Is the name of the certified person a therapist? Yes. Okay, I wanted to clarify this because I've seen people that have called themselves therapists, but I don't think they were certified. Yep, I'm a yoga therapist. Ah, okay. Well then, can you please tell us the name of the certifications too, so we know what to ask for when we're verifying that they're an actual certified therapist? So as far as therapists and certifications, in my opinion, and I'm going to say it's my opinion because there's a lot of controversy always when people are talking about licensing, certifications, every state is different. So for me, the be all end all is to have a certification in yoga therapy. You would be called a yoga therapist. And the actual title is the letter C for certification dash I-A-Y-T, all capitals. So if you see that certification next to somebody's name, it's golden. That is, to me, the ultimate. And that's with the International Association of Yoga Therapists. You can go to that website. You can put in what type of yoga therapist you're looking for. But you're going to be guaranteed that you're working with someone who's had at least a 1,000 hours of training, if not more. And in most cases, lots more. And they're going to be from all over the world. So when I'm talking about that, especially for somebody who might be traveling into America for treatment, they can look up somebody in Australia. There are some amazing teachers in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, over in Israel, in Europe, and they're all with this same organization. And I'm part of the organization. So of course, I'm, I'm promoting that. But it's because we've worked very hard to create a curriculum and a way to allow people to know that we've trained heavily in this field and to know that we know what we're doing. Well, that sounds like a great resource because I'm sure there's people out there like me that travel a bit. And when you're out of town and you want to find somebody that you know knows what they're doing and how to handle you with your situation, that sounds like a perfect place to go. Now, are there any other certifications that may also be beneficial to us in case we can't find somebody with that specific certification? My teacher, who I studied deeply with um, in the cancer world, Yanni Chapman, was part of that as well. She's no longer with us, but she was really on the forefront of creating this kind of a yoga program. So in addition to my program that I went through that I'm very connected to, 
I wanted to be clear that there are a few other programs that I highly respect. And if someone told me they were coming from that program, you know, if I was in a position of hiring, we'd probably hire from those programs. That's how much I think of these programs. One of them, of course, I'm going to just say is the one that I went through with Yanni Chapman. It was taken over by a woman named Sandra Gilbert, and it's called YCAT, uh, capital Y, capital C, small A, capital T. I don't remember why she wrote it like that, but it's called YCAT. And to me, that was and still is the training that I believe supports the work I do. And then there's another woman who doesn't actually have a yoga and cancer or yoga for cancer program, but she herself has cancer and she does yoga retreats, not just for patients, but also for teachers with cancer. That's interesting because I think you've mentioned before that there's a lot of people that get into teaching yoga for cancer patients to support them because they went through their own cancer journey too. Uh, what is this woman's name so our listeners know? Lee Majewski. It's M-A-J-E-W-S-K-I. And she is, she's a goddess. Her work is brilliant. She's in Canada right now, but as you know, everything's on Zoom. So she's very accessible and her training is deeply rooted in India. So if you are looking for more of a yoga philosophy journey, she would be the person to go to. And then there's one that I think a lot of people know that's really accessible for, especially if you're just a 200-hour teacher coming out going, I want to focus and I don't want to take all the other stuff. It's called Yoga for Cancer and it's with Tari Prinster. It's a really good program. I say it's a good introduction into the world. Is it as deep as Lee's or Sushila's or my work? I don't know because I've never taken it, but I know that people have gone through it, have really enjoyed it, and it works really well with younger patients. That's great that we have all those resources. And for you listeners out there, I'm going to put the names of these organizations and links where I can get them in the show notes to this podcast. Hey, Tribe Friends, it's Bruce, and I'm popping into the show for just a second with two important messages. First is a reminder that the Our Cancer Journey podcast is not your doctor. That's right. We are simply a podcast where we talk about new ideas, we discuss them so you can hear them, consider them, and evaluate them and make your own personal decisions on what's best for you and your treatments and how you want to step into the future of survivorship. Even though guests on our show will have passion and opinions, and even sometimes me, your humble host, these are only springboards for you to think about ideas and to consider them for yourselves. Make sure you partner with medical doctors and others you trust to make your final healthcare decisions. The second message is actually a request that if you like our podcast and the way we're approaching this content, please subscribe to our podcast and, if you'd be so kind, leave a favorable star rating and a few positive comments as well. Those ratings and comments help other people to discover the show, and that's our goal is to share this information with as many others as we can. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the show. Okay, now, Kathleen, all this sounds pretty good. Okay, so far. But let's say I'm just a person out there. I don't know much about yoga. And I'm walking into a hospital. I've been diagnosed with cancer. I'm just about to go into treatments. I'm talking to my, you know, Western medical doctor. And we're hyper-focused on doing whatever the invasive treatment is to deal with the cancer. We might be waiting, but we might be going into some pretty heavy-duty stuff. 
chemo, radiation, surgery, or immunotherapy that makes us sick. And maybe not the day I'm getting those treatments, because I might need to recover a little bit, but I'm imagining at some point the offer for this collaborative yoga thing is going to be offered to me, or do I need to access it? How exactly do I get introduced to this benefit? Well, Bruce, you're really kind of lucky because... (laughs) We had just started the program when you came into it. The patients now, there's a there's a wealth of information out there now as compared to when you first came into the program. Since that time, it's more integrated in hospitals. I will say, though, it depends on the location. So if you're in a major city, you're not going to have to ask that question. They're going to be offering it to you because it's part of what they do. Well, that does make a lot of sense because... In the larger hospitals, they're super well-funded. Some of the doctors may be participating in some of these studies, you know, the survivorship studies and integrated medicine studies. So they may have a lot more opportunity to incorporate this and understand its value. And while the new standards of care pretty much mandate that this is offered, Kathleen, I think you and I both know that there's still some doctors and some medical institutions out there that aren't quite up to speed yet. They're going to get there one day because of the standards of care, but they're not quite there. So a patient is sitting there and their doctor doesn't just give it to them in a gift wrap package. They may infer that it would be a good thing to do, or in some cases they might not mention it at all. What do those patients do where they need to go find this kind of certified yoga therapist themselves? If you're a patient that's in a different hospital, you're probably going to have to reach out outside. I mean, you first want to start with your doctor because many times now they will have a referral, but doctors sometimes are so busy. My first inclination is say, talk to the nurse, talk to the psychosocial department. If they say, we're not sure, or here's a list and you're going, I don't even know how to start with this list. Then I would go to that next layer and say, reach out to the cancer support community. Okay, Kathleen, let me just stop you right there for just one second. Listeners, the cancer support community that Kathleen just referred to is a large and very respected organization. It has offices in many cities. They have a good online presence now, so they have a blend of virtual and in-person classes, and they offer a variety of ways to support us folks. Not just yoga, but they have support groups, they've got meditation groups, they've got nutrition counseling. So it's the cancer support community. And again, we'll put that in the show notes. And I believe, Kathleen, you've mentioned that you've referred quite a number of people there, correct? I was just teaching last week, um, some students in Florida, and I had my resources in California. But when I Googled it in Florida, it all came up for them too, with local chapters. So it's much easier than we used to think to seek out these groups. And not only are you going to find yoga, You're going to find support groups. You're going to find psychosocial support. You're going to find mental health awareness. There's lectures, education, nutrition. It's a lot more accessible than it used to be. And now in the age of Zoom, there's no excuse not to reach out. Okay, so up to now, we've been talking about people being close to and having accessibility to larger hospitals, whether they're completely switched on or whether they're just getting started. But what about the people who aren't near these major metro centers, people out in very small towns or even in rural environments where they might have some small hospitals or clinics and they provide good and adequate care, 
but they don't have the funding and the resources to build out a big collaborative program like this. What do people in those areas do? I think where I would start if I was a patient would be to reach out specifically to organizations that certify teachers in yoga and cancer training because there are those programs. And then from there, you start to see what areas do they serve and you find the one that's closest to where you are. I mean, in the age of Zoom, the possibilities for studying now are limitless. You can pop into different programs throughout the country and receive yoga therapy online. However, if you need someone locally, the International Association of Yoga Teachers has a website. Go to a place like the International Association. They have a search field. And then you find the person that's closest to where you are and you reach out to them and say, hey, do you know any teachers in my neighborhood? So that would be one way to do it. Another way is to go to cancer support network groups and start there. And if you enjoy a specific teacher that's teaching, you might reach out to them if you have the finances to work with them privately. So there's a way to navigate this. Now you specifically need someone who understands the boundaries of what work you can do. So say you're in treatment right now and you just go on to some video online. They're not going to ask you, hi, Bruce, how are you? today. Well, I know one instructor that does that. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, you you know, there, there are some teachers that have trainings online. If it's a video, a set video, you realize it's not going to be tuned into your specific needs. Okay. Let's say I'm all in. I've signed up for cancer treatment. I'm open to collaborative therapy and yoga in my recovery. What is the conversation look like between you and the doctors? I mean, we talk about integrative medicine, and I know you've mentioned the word intake. What exactly does that mean, and how does this collaboration between you and the medical doctors work? For me personally, I'll get a quick email. I'll get a client intake from them, and if I have questions, I can ask them. It might be a hallway conversation. They might pop into the room to see what the tone is in my class to make sure it's going in the right direction. Other places have yoga therapists in the hospital rooms. So they would be part of a team working with the nurse. So I think it depends on your location, what your relationship will be with the integrative team. When I've been in an integrative team here in Los Angeles, I had to write copious notes and I had to share them where we would call them rounds. We would we'd come early to a meeting and we would share with the acupuncturist, with the, the doctor in charge of the program, with the PT, with Chinese medicine. And we would all collaborate. Well, you know, I've actually seen this in practice because I had my own experience with it. I was walking down the hallway and saw one of my doctors. And he approached me and said, hey, Bruce, how's it going? And I said, well, it's going okay. And he said, well, I ran into Kathleen and she told me you're having problems with your shoulder. When's your next appointment? And he said, let's make sure we talk about that. So I actually saw how your communications resulted in another touch point with my care provider on the medical side. So that's fantastic. Okay, Kathleen, we have covered a lot of ground so far (laughs) and we're not even done yet. And I'm hoping our audience got a lot of good takeaways from this. I know I have. So I really appreciate your time. And I know you want to talk more about some other topics, so why don't we come back? And when we resume, let's talk about what happens after we make that decision for treatments. 
and now we're coming into our very first yoga recovery class. Let's talk about the barriers that might keep people from coming to it, and let's also talk about what we can do to get the most out of our therapy experience. But first, before we go, I have a pressing question. It's the most important question we have today, okay? Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite student of all time? Oh, let me, oh, you know what? I'm gonna have to say, hmm, Bruce, I, I can't say his last name, um, but his, his first name is Bruce. Oh, oh God. <laughs> okay, Catherine, until we talk again. <laughs> okay, bye. This episode of the Our Cancer Journey podcast is sponsored and produced by Fairlead Media. All rights reserved.